0: Shalom to all, today's daf is Shabbos, daf Vav. we're starting the top line, the fourth to last word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored, by El Yo Chaim Ben Bracha, and Shlame Ben Rivka, they should have only Yetzlocha in all areas of life. The previous daf taught Abraisa regarding different stages of tomentara of klicheres, and we're going to pick up right where we left off. Amravasi Ravasi says, shin, they teach in a brisa, Cheres, a Cheres, an earthenware vessel, Shiure B'Kainas mashka. The regular shear is enough to take in liquid, meaning the smallest hole that will take away its status of a klee to any sort of degree. Is because uh, a hole large enough to take in liquid. And the only reason why they set a shear enough to let out liquid, which is a smaller size, is, is only regarding to a gistra, a shard. My timeout. What's the reason for that? Why is that considered the smallest shear, but only regards to a shard of pottery? Because no one's going to say, bring me a gistra for a gistra. The reason why you use a shard of pottery is to catch a leak coming out of a broken vessel. But if this shard itself has a hole in it, so you're going to have to get another one to catch leak coming out of that broken piece, so then, it's pointless, and it's not going to be metame as a shard. Amar Ula Ula says, argue about the following thing, meaning what's the size of the hole that's going to take away the status of Toma of a Rabi Yisibar Oven, Rabi Yisibar Zavda. Chad Amar One says, it's got to be the size that lets a pomegranate through it, and that's metahirit it's considered broken. no the hole is the size of a small root visimanech and how to remember that this is what their argument is whether one gives a lot or whether one gives a little. This phrase is sent in reference to one that brings a carbon oila. He can either bring an animal, bird, or flower. And the Gemara says, whether he brings a lot, he brings an animal, or he's hamamit, he brings just flour, as long as he's really giving it, l'shem shemaim. And borrowing that phraseology, our Gemara says that these two, Amei argue in the two extremes, because there's also middle shear of Kemaitzi zasim But we don't mention that. We mentioned the two extreme shirim, so we can use this a lot, v'echr to remember this Machleikas. A klikaris if it's broken, the Shir Kamutzizim, the shear that's gonna be matahirit is if it can let in olive through it. Umarkashisha Braidarabhisaimba Mishme lezer. he concludes this a Varahinkle Glulim, they're just like Dung Kalum Kleavanim and Stone Kalim Kleadama and Kalim made out of just plain earth, Sha'in Mikablum Tuma, they're not gonna make all. Lemidiv Lemidaver Saifrim, not Midaraisa and not Midrabanan, we see that he argues with Rava's previously stated opinion on the previous Daf that if it has a hole the size of an olive, but you Decided to use it for pomegranate, it could become Tameh again. He says no, once it has a hole of the size of an olive, it can't become Tameh at all. And will ignore it. Smith Basil, regarding it, has a cover on it. Aachi Rubai, the majority of the Kali has to be broken in order for it to be in, in Oil Hamesh. Hajun al Hamatzniyah, Mazel Tov, we should be Zechir to finish all of Shabbos and all of Shas together. And the Mishnah says, Hazarek Mershas Hayachel Roshas Harabim. Someone that throws an item from Roshas Hayachel to Roshas Harabim, Mershas Harabim, Roshas Hayachel, or vice versa. Chayef he's chayef, Mershas Hayachel, Roshas Hayachel, beemza. He throws it from one Roshas Hayachel to another, but it passes over Roshas Harabim. Rebekiva machayef, Rebekiva says he's chayef, the chachamim paytrim, and the chacham says he's Ketzad, what's the case? Rashi says we're going to describe the case of the chachamim that he's potter for throwing. Shtei guzus two balconies or two porches, zu kenegezu, one opposite the other. We have one building on one side of the Rosh Hashanah, another building on the other side of the Rosh Hashur so someone that passes or throws an item from one porch to another, butter, he's going to be Achas. But if they're both along the same line, meaning they're both on the same side of the Rosh Hashanah, the buildings are right next to each other, then one that passes an item from one porch to another is putter. but if he throws it, he's putter. Why is this? This is exactly what the Levim did when they would dismantle and transport the Mishkan. They had two wagons, one after another, not next to another. They were located in the Rosh Hashanah. They would pass the beams from one to another. They wouldn't throw them. They had a line of wagons waiting. They would load the beams into the back wagon and then they would pass them from wagon to wagon until they got into the front wagons. So you see that these beams are being transferred from one wagon to another. With a Rosh in the middle. However, they didn't throw them because the beams were too heavy, Rashi says, or other people say they didn't want to ruin the beams. So, a person's high for passing an item from one Rosh to another with a Rosh in the middle, that's only if it's so to speak, in a line on the same side as the Rishus Rabim, but not across the Rishus Rabim, and also not for throwing. Tsadi Vamei is on the top. The Gemara says, "Michti letzi zrika teilada deitza." He zrika throwing something is just a subsidiary a teilada of haitza. How do we know this? The Mishnah and Ayin Gimel, which had told us of all the different melachos of Shabbos, told us of haitza but didn't say anything about zrika. So zrika must be a teilada. So haitza gufa hechaksiva. Where do we know of the isra of haitza? Rabbi Yechon says the Amorah of the says this is in regards to everyone bringing the different materials that were necessary for building the Mishkan. However, there was a point that there was too much. Everyone brought enough. So the Pusak tells us, maishe, maishe commanded, viru kol And a proclaim sounded throughout the camp that everyone should stop bringing stuff for the Mishkan. Where is Moshe sitting? But Machne Levi, he was in the Levite camp. He was a Levite, so he was there. Machne Levi <machana leviya> is Rosh Hashanah. Machne Levi is Rosh Hashanah because everyone came to visit Moshe, so that's considered Rosh Hashanah. The Kamrul Israel, and he told the Jews, Loitafiku v'Tesu, do not take out and bring Mirshas Yachiditchu from your Mirshas Yachid, meaning from your tent, into Rosh Hashanah, meaning into my tent. Here you have an Isser of Hayitzah. The Gemara says, How do you know that this was said on Shabbos? Maybe he said this during the week. And it's just simply because the malacha was completed. They brought enough items. Kintachsiv, it says in the Passock, and the malacha was enough, meaning there was enough materials that were brought for the building of the Mishkan, and he was simply telling everyone to stop bringing materials. He wasn't saying anything regarding Shabbos. The Gemara says, havara We're going to use the word ha'avara in learning Zerah Shabbat from Yom Kippur. Ksev says over here, Vaya Aviru Kalbamachne. Uksiv it says, Regarding Yom Kippur, Avarta you shall. Past the sound of a shaifer. Just like over there, it's talking about on a day that Malacha's is to be done. Anyam Kippur. Afkanso too. We're discussing a day that malacha is usr to be done. And it must be that the only reason why Moshe Benu specifically made this announcement on Shabbos is because he wanted to tell them that they're not allowed to do haitzah on Shabbos. If you wanted to tell them to stop bringing materials, but hajtza wasn't usr, he would have just told them this during the week. So the Gemara says, okay. So now we found that hajtza is usr. How do we know that bringing something from to rob him into Rosh Hussa is Asr. Mars says, Sfarahi, it's logical. Shisler, you're just simply bringing something from one Rosh to another. Malia Fuke, mali what's the difference between if you bring it out or if you carry it in? It's all Asr nonetheless. Miu, however, Haitzah, Av, the Haitzah is the Av, and Hachnasa Taylada, is just the Taylada. Mars says, Mikhti. let's see. Aham Mechai, Baham Mechai. If you're Chai for both the Av and the tailada. Amai Kari Hai Av, Amai La, high tailada. why are you calling this an Av and calling this a tailada? What does it make a difference? You're Chai for doing both of them. The Gemara says, the practical difference is the if you perform two separate avos in the same ha'alam in the same lapse of awareness, inami or shtei toilades two separate toilades of two separate avos at the same time, mechayv tati you'd be chayv two different things. But v'yovet av v'toilade di day, if you performed an av so an and its toilada, le'mechayv alachad you're only chayv one. So ha'tzah and achnasa are an av and its toilada. With Rabbi Elazar mechayv toiladim av, what about Rabbi Elazar says you're chayv on the toilada even if you do it at the same time of its av? A'maykar la'av a'maykar la'toilada. Why do we call one thing an av and one thing a toleda? So the more answers: Hachda vaybe Mishkan something that was considered Chashiv in the Mishkan, Kari av, we call that an av. if it's not considered Chashiv in the Mishkan, like karil av, it's not called an av. Inam, or alternatively, hachdik siva av, something that's written in the pasuk, haitsa, is called an av. that which is not written in the pasuk, is called a toleda. Okay, so we just concluded this section of the Gemara with a source for haitzah and hachnasah, but we don't have a source for zirika yet. So the Gemara continues. et nan, we have a Mishnah. Hazark amas b'keislo. A person throws an object for amos in the ruchashu rabim and it lands on the side of a wall. Let's say he threw an eagle a fig cake, which is very sticky, so it can stick on the side of a wall. Lamalam miyut if it lands above ten t'fachim, ba'avir. It's like he threw it in the air and he's not high for anything. We know that above ten t'fachim of airspace, the is considered a and he's not chay. if it lands on the wall lower than ten it's like he threw it on the ground and he's chayiv, And someone throws something, Daladamas, and Rosh Rabim is chayiv, But the gemara continues, Zark dal Ams Rush How do we know that that's Chaiv? Amra Byashabyashi says, she can argue Ryazark and Machdem Zalazah. The weavers of the curtains the of the base of Mikdash, they would throw their needles to each other a distance of four amas. And they were in the Rashusarabim, they were in the midbar. The gemara says, Argin, the weavers, Maht and Lamalu. What are they doing with needles? You don't weave with a needle. Allah Shaken Taifuri Zark and Machdem Zalazet the sewer. Of the curtains would throw their needles to each other. "Maybe they sat next to each other and they didn't throw them; they passed them." So we say, "No mati If they sat too close to each other, then when they were sewing, they would reach each other with the needles and they might stab each other with the needles. So it must be that they sat far away. Say, "Okay, don't Maybe they sat within four ames of each other, and so we don't have a source that they threw something for Amis. Gmar says, "You're right." El says, argi the curtain weavers zarkin bukhir." Birria, they would throw the shuttle of the curtain. Remember, the weave pattern is produced by two horizontal rows of thread and one very long thread passed. Widthwise through them. This long thread was wrapped around something called a shuttle, similar to a spool of thread that you'll find in your sewing kit. So the weavers would stand on opposite sides of the cloth and throw the shuttle back and forth. This was a distance of four amas because we know that the curtains were four amas wide. So we see throwing four amas in Rosh Hashanah. It's still in his hand. When the weavers would throw it back and forth to each other, they would hold the thread in their hand as the shuttle was being thrown back and forth. This was to prevent the weave from getting all tangled up. And we know that if you're passing an object to someone but you're still partially holding it in your hand so that's not considered completing the act of passing. Gemara says It was the last part of the thread then he would completely let go of it and just throw the shuttle to his friend and he would be chive for that. says, Gemara says It's really traversing a mokken It's not in the Rosh the loom itself is less than four tfachim wide and that's considered a and so he's not going to be high for that. The says Okay fine. They would throw the shuttle to ones that wanted to borrow it, their friends that were nearby would need to borrow their shuttle so they would throw it to them and that was a distance to 4 amas. the maybe they sat next to each other no that can't be because they would reach each other at the edge as they were pulling the thread through to make it tight so they would elbow the guy next to them if they were too close says okay fine so maybe they were sitting staggered so they were sitting within 4 amas of each other but situated in a way that they wouldn't elbow each other as they were working and Visu, and furthermore, would well, they actually borrow tools from each other? Vatani Luda, Luda taught It says in the passage, like, each man from the work that he was doing. What's the drasha? He would only do from his work. He wouldn't do from his friend's work, meaning everyone had their own tools for the work that they were doing, and no one needed to borrow tools from each other. So they didn't throw anything anyway to each other, because no one borrowed. How do we even know that carrying Dalada, and Rosh is chayv. Our previous source had told us about Haitsa from Rosh Hashanah Rabbim to Rosh Hashanah Yachin and vice versa, but not within the Rosh Hashanah Rabbim itself. The Gemara says, "Okay, I'll call Dalad Rabbim's Rosh Hashanah Rabbim." Anytime an object is being transported in Rosh Rabbim, either by carrying it or by throwing it, Gemara Gemirila, it's a halachalamashmi Sinai that a person is chayyah for that. So we have a drasha that teaches us the Isra of from Rosh Hashirabim to Rosh Hashirabim. which is from Rosh Hashirabim to Rosh Hashirabim, is learned from there due to the Svara of Mali Iule, Mali Afuke, what's the difference, bring it out or bring it in. And any sort of transport within the Rosh Hashanah Rabbim itself is a halacha sinai miSinai. Amrav Yehuda the mekayish ate him the one that was gathering wood we learn about in the parsha that he was gathering wood and the Bnei Yisrael found him and they ended up giving him skila. So what was he doing wrong? Mavir Arba he was carrying wood for Amos in the Rosh Hashanah. Rabbim. That's Rabbi Yehuda B'shem Shmuel's opinion. tana it was taught. He actually detached wood from the ground, so he was Ivran Kaitzer. He was actually gathering it in, and that's an Isra of Ma'amir. What's it make a difference what he did wrong? At the end of the day, he was still punished, and we know he was Mechal Shabbos. Gemara Chidrav, just like Rav, Rav. I found a hidden Megillah in Rabchia's house. Tarah Pet is not allowed to be written down. Rebbe realized that a lot of Tarah would be forgotten, so he compiled the Mishnayas. Now, this time, if someone learned the Halacha and didn't want to forget it, so they would write it down. Down for themselves, but then hide it away so that no one would see these. Hidden megillas were called megillas Starim. So Rav found the megillas Starim in Rav house. V'kassov was written in it. Isi ben Yehuda Omer. Isi ben Yehuda says, malachas, chasar, achas." There are thirty-nine avos melachas. kulam If he did all of them in one lapse of awareness, elo achas. He's only chayev one. The Gemara says, "Achas He's only chayev one, and that's it. But we have a mishnah. Malachas, chasar, achas. we ask on that. Why do you have to tell me a count? I can count it myself. If a person did all of the malachas, in one lapse of awareness, he's chayv on every single malacha. So how could Isi ben Yehuda say not like that? Kumar says, There's one of them that he wouldn't be chayv for. He would only be chayv 38 karbonis and not 39. But we don't know which one that is that Isi ben Yehuda left out. So Rabbi Yehuda, According to Abbihut it's Pashut, the one of the ones you're definitely high for is Mavir is caring for Amas. Umas de It's clear that taylish is one of them that you're high for. It's clear that Ma'amr is one that you're high for. Marsaver, Each one holds that the thing that the Makeshish was high for is definitely not one of the ones that's in Suffolk, and it's definitely not the one that Isi Ben Yehuda was talking about that you're not gonna be high for. Now that we mentioned the Makeshish, we're gonna talk about him a little bit more. Tunraba. Makeshish Zat Salafchad. The Mukash Eitzim was Salafchad. it says in the Pasik, Midbar, the Bene Israel in the midbar, Ish and they found a the man, he was being Makashish Aidsim, and they brought him to Mysha and they killed him. and regarding the Benais Salafchad, when they came to Myshra Benu and they said, We want to have a portion of Narratis Yisrael. what did they tell him? They said, "Avinu Midbar, our father died in the midbar. Malalan Slafchad, just like over there, the person that was killed in the midbar was the Makeshesh Afkhan Slafchad. So it must be that their father, whom they said, Said, died in the midbar is also tzilaf He's the only person we know about. Died in the midbar. Divir avakiva, that's Rabbi Kiva. Amr alay Rabbi Hudibin Maser, Rabbi Hudibin Maser told him. Akiva, benkech hobenkech haatosilitin esadin. Irregardless, you're going to have to give them a In kidvarech ha, if it's like what you're saying, that the makashish is <laughs> tzilaf Hatarki hatariki The Torah covered it over and didn't tell us who it was. But tamagal and you're revealing for us who it was, Vimlav. And if you're wrong, so atam maitsilaz loaysit sadik, you're being maitsilaz, you're saying negative things about that sadik, tzilaf He might have died in the midbar, but he wasn't the M'koshish, he wasn't mechal Shabbos, which is something terrible. Tzadisayin on what Alf on the top. The Gemara says, Shava." I don't understand. Rabbi Kiva learned the Gzeir Shava; he didn't make it up on his own. You have to get a Gzeir Shava from your rebbe and your rebbe from his rebbe. So Rabbi Kiva didn't make it up. So what's Rabbi Huda and asking him? The Gemara answers, "Gzeir Shava laGamr." Rabbi Huda and Becerra didn't learn that Gzeir Shava; he never was taught it from his rebbe. That's why he was asking Rabbi Akiva. The Gemara says, So why did Salafcha die? According to Rabbi Huda and "Say He was from the pasuk of Vaya Filu," and they were defiant. After the Raglam came back and said negative things. About Eretz Yisrael, so Hakadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe that we're not going to be going into Eretz Yisrael and we're going to wander around the Midbar for forty years. There's a group of Yidden that said we don't care, we're going into Eretz Yisrael anyway, so they were defiant. Vayaafilu, and they gathered together and they went into Eretz Yisrael and they all died in their war with the Kanani that lived in Eretz Yisrael at that time. And Slavchido was one of them. So yes, he might have done somewhat of an avera because it says Ki oymes, he died because of his sin, but he wasn't a machal Shabbos, which is absolutely terrible, and that's what Rabbi Huda holds that he was one of the vayaafilu and he wasn't the makoshesh. We're going to conclude today over here. Tomorrow we're going to pick up with a similar discussion between Rabbi Hudavah and Rabbi Kiva. Everyone should have a fantastic day.